Medvedev explodes to reach the final against Rafael Nadal. Find your aha moment right after this. Do the best you can with everything you got. Struggle day to day, cherish every fight you fought. Destroy your obstacles, remove the blocks. Got to stand strong, can you do it? Breakthrough, can you move on? Welcome back to Find Your Aha Moment. I'm your host, Brian Lutz of Backhand City. Well, the women's semifinal in the Australian was a bit of a disappointment. And that's an understatement. There's only really one good player in that draw, and it seems like she's making a statement. But now, the men's draw. Medvedev, Pass. These two players don't really like each other. And of course... Some fireworks exploded during their semifinal as Medvedev was not too happy with the umpire's lack of discipline for the perceived coaching from Stisipas's box, specifically from his father. Here's the dialogue Medvedev had with the umpire. Medvedev is so fun to watch because he's become so authentic and transparent with his feelings. Even if he's out of line, it's pure entertainment. In fact, when he was leaving the court and he was carrying his bag, he had this to say to the umpire as he was leaving. Now, he comes unglued in these matches. You got to remember... This is a tennis match. You have no help, no coaching. There's no caddy. There's no corner man fixing your cuts. It's just you. So a lot of times these players are so wired. They're so juiced up. There's nobody to take their frustration out. And the umpire is typically the convenient person that they can yell at. And this is what happened in this match. And in fact, they talked about it with Medvedev afterwards in the press conference. He did have some regrets. And here's what he had to say. I regret it all the time um, because I don't think it's nice. Um, I know that he's. I, I know that every referee is trying to do their best. But yeah, when you are there, tennis, you know, uh, we don't fight uh, with the fists, but tennis is a fight. It's a one we won uh, against another player. So I'm actually uh, really. Um, respectful to to players who never uh, almost never show their emotions because i mean it's tough it's tough because i get uh, i can get really emotional you know i have been working on it so uh, many many matches uh, i handle it and i think if we look back uh, myself five years ago when i started playing just started playing there was less less attention on me but i was i was just insanely crazy and now, just to show you how us people in the media, including me, like to overhype things, we blog it, we podcast it, we go on chat boards and message boards, and we make mountains out of molehills. And I think CC Pass had the perfect response to the accusation of being coached 
during a tennis match. And the reality of it is, is there's not that much you can do. In fact, there's probably more overcoaching in tennis matches than productive coaching, even for the people that cheat. And I know on the WTA tour, it's allowed during certain timeouts. A player can call you to the, to the courtside chair and you can give them some advice. But tennis matches are so fluid, it's really difficult to just tell to someone, hey, you know, I, this is what I think you should do during the match. Yeah, you can give some general advice. It has come in handy on rain delays when players need a reset. But in the heat of the moment, when you're playing these matches and the crowd's going crazy and the points are so dynamic, there's very little a coach can do. And Sistipas highlights that with his response. I'm used to I mean, they've, they've been targeting, targeting me already a long time. I feel like uh, I've gotten a few uh, in the past. And the umpires are always uh, paying attention to, to my box, never pay, paying attention to the opponent's box. And I feel like I've been a victim of that for a long time now. I mean, what can I say? I mean, the, the referees, I don't think they will ever understand that I cannot hear anything when I'm playing because I'm trying to find solutions and try and read the game and recreate the game in my mind before the point starts. So last thing I want is someone giving me, uh, uh, giving me uh, tips and giving me advice on what I should do. Um, I'm not the kind of person that uh, would try and listen uh, when, uh, when out there competing, playing, maybe in practice, maybe. In the other semifinal, it was Nadell versus Berrettini. And from what Mary Jo Fernandez said, I think she summarized this matchup best. This is just a bad matchup for Berrettini. His backhand cross court does not fit well to Nadell's forehand. And the power that Berrettini is able to exude on his forehand doesn't really scare either ground stroke on Rafa's game. Here's one point where you can see some success that Berrettini had, but overall, Rafa was in the zone and played some of the best tennis of the tournament so far. Now, of course, Rafael Nadal, probably the most interesting, mature, and humble man on the ATP Tour, is such a contrast to the younger, less mature Medvedev that this is really going to be an amazing match. And of course, when reporters were asking Rafa in the press conference afterwards about some of the recent struggles he had with his foot injury and COVID, Rafa gives it the perfect perspective in the current climate that we're living in, take a listen. I've been very, yeah, have been very tough six months, honestly. No, in terms of um, life, uh, I mean, I can't complain at all, and especially during <laughs> the times that we are facing with plenty of people dying around the world. No, of course, uh, my months are not tough at all, comparing to <laughs> a lot of families that lost. Uh, a lot of people and uh, that's that's tough in life not not what I went through no so these contrasting styles between these two players in the finals is going to make for not only great theater but superb tennis obviously these are the two best guys in the tournament this year 
and they are headed for a Saturday night final. So if you live here on the East Coast, you want to watch it live, it's going to have to start for you at 3.30 in the morning. If you live in California or Hawaii, you can watch it at 12.30 or 10.30 at night. I will probably watch the replay because 3.30 a.m. is a tough wake-up call here in Florida. Well, thanks for listening to this episode of Find Your Aha Moment. This is Brian Lutz of Backhand City. I'll talk to you tomorrow. That's when-